Hi, I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is the Apostolic Witness Podcast. With each episode, we're going to be taking an inside look into this great organization that makes up ALJC. So join us today from the comfort of our own home as we speak to today's guest. Welcome to the Apostolic Witness Podcast. We're really excited that you're here with us because we have a great episode lined up for you today. And be sure before we begin, if you have not got your quarterly subscription to the Apostolic Witness magazine, go get it now. Go do that because you are missing out on some great information. But as for the episode that we have in store for you today, we have a great guest with us, and that is Sister Julie May. Well, Julie is a teacher, a principal. Um, She's a wife. She is a mother of four kids. And um, she is also the one that made my um, love for lip gloss come true to life (laughs) and also happens to be one of my most favorite people in the whole entire world. (laughs) So um, tell us a little little bit about yourself, just about me. Um, So um, I'm here with my favorite niece. If you are my other nieces, <laughs> then I will say that when you have me on In your, your face, podcast, promise. <laughs> when it's your when it's your podcast, I'll you'll be my favorite. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, I teach at Covenant Christian School, and I'm the principal. Um, have the four kids? Like I, I really don't have much more other than what you said. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's, well, that's me in a quite nutshell. Quite a bit right there. That being is a that is my entire life. Of kids and then that is my whole life right there. Yes. <laughs> What yes. is your education? You, I know you have. Um, I have a master's degree, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, a lot of stuff that goes with that. Lots yeah, of, lots of fun stuff with yeah, that. Lots of lots of classes. That. Mm-hmm. Lots of classes. A few more probably in the future, but <laughs> <laughs> get that doctorate. <laughs> I actually, it's a plan. We'll see. Awesome. Oh my goodness! I I had an associate. So and then I stopped. I was like, goodness <laughs> gracious. <laughs> I was like, man, I hated school back then. I'm not going to do I'm it exa- again. Like, I'm exactly in line with that. As soon as it hit high school and I was done, I was done with education at that point. <laughs> but uh, so was being a principal something that you always wanted to do? I always wanted to be a teacher. I hadn't really thought about principal at all. Um, it's kind of just something that happened. Um, I'm a leader. can't get away from that. And my head of school saw that and started working in that direction right away yeah. I didn't even realize That's it at awesome. first so yeah it kind of was what my calling is for sure I just didn't even realize that part of it so, yeah. isn't that really crazy cool. yeah so tell us a little bit about how did you become a part of CCSC the, the Christian school that you serve so at <clears throat> CCS at the time that it was relaunched is kind of where I it's kind of where it began. It had it has been there for over like 50 years, but we relaunched it, um, and this is our ninth year. At that nine-year mark, um, I actually had a homeschool group in my house, and um, Grace is one in this room. I don't know. My favorite one. No, I <laughs> Again. Again, in your Again. face, promise. Again. Have your own podcast. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, and so I had – up to 24 students at one time, and then when I moved it into my house, it went down to about, I think it was 12 at the highest, Mm -hmm. and I was at a point where they were all going to be seniors. They decided that they were able to finish that last year on their own at home. They wanted to just kind of chill out and do that for their last year before they all went to college and all the exciting things that they've done, so I was kind of like, oh, wow, I haven't thought about what I was going to do, and so... At the same time, 
um, my husband was, uh, he was a general contractor at the time, and he was working on our, the CCS executive director's um, house. Mm-hmm. And so for some odd reason, I decided to take the painting job that he had. <laughs> I don't know if it was, it must have been during the summer when I had free time. And I, I it, well, Before it was you had four kids? Yes, I don't, <laughs> it was the craziest thing in the world. I've never done it before since I never got involved in this business. Mm-hmm. So every evening I'm in Sister Hunt's house when she's there. Yeah. And I'm painting and for hours and hours, hours and hours of painting. And so she had just interviewed and hired our head of school. And they were looking for a faculty member to add to the team. And she had never considered um, calling me before because I had already had a group and it was successful and we're doing great. So whenever I was there, it was a chance to t- for her to realize that I was kind of in a place where I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. So she set up an interview and I sat with our head of school and immediately knew that that was my calling in life. And so I knew I wanted to work there, and I wanted to work with him. And I have not regretted a day of it. Yeah, I think it's crazy to think you probably whenever you had this homeschool group for years. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't even think. It was like at least I have six taught years, right? a total of uh, about 20 <clears throat> years now, almost 20 years mm-hmm. now. Did it, whenever that was like starting to end, did that feel like was, you were like an end and you didn't know where to go? The, was it was helpless almost like I I was like oh my goodness this is what I poured everything into Mm. now my kids are ready to be homeschooled and I wanted this group but of course it wasn't it's not like I can fail you guys and I had to stay there I mean I knew it was going to happen but I just it just kind of crept up on me Mm. and there was no answers and we actually were in a service at your parents church at Blackwell and um brother Lang was preaching and he came over to us and he said and no one knew where we were um thinking about in our ministry and what this meant and I knew it was gonna be a huge change I just didn't know what it was and he said to us you will know what you need to do in a week or something similar to that and I was like wow okay well if I already know what I'm gonna do I mean there's no I guess we're just Wait that week. <laughs> Wait, or we were thinking about moving, um, and so we're just like, we, we didn't know. And it wasn't that last bit of that week is whenever I interviewed, and it just worked out. That's wow. awesome. That's that's incredible. That's an incredible story, because that could yeah. be such a scary moment in that in between. Yes, it yeah. was. I was glad he only waited a week. I know. I <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. yeah. I wish God always gave me a time frame. <laughs> I know. I was like, man. <laughs> One time, God gave us six months, so it, I was like, Six months. I mean, come on now. That's eternity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so can you express your thoughts of like the importance of Christian school today? And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about is the importance of Christian school. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of resource about Christian school, too, since you have been a part of it for so long. And um, I guess that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. Oh, and later we're going to be talking about the how to get accredited in your school right. as well. Right. A little bit. Okay. So when I, when I started at CCS, we had 13 students, and I started at the same year that the head of school. Um, now, he had been um, on the year before just observing and kind of getting things in order and checking things out, and so he has really been there an additional year, but not in the same capacity as he is now. And we currently have 130 students 
about, it's a little more than that, but not much, on our, at our school. Our second campus is our early learning center, and it has, like, I think it averages about 80, I think, ish, Mm -hmm. but we don't count that in our number, but it's zero to K-4, and so we have seen huge growth very, very quickly, really for that school, but Mm -hmm. we're still a toddler school. We're still a little, we're baby steps. We're still um, new, really, in the big picture, and um, when I, when you want to say, okay, let's, do we want to start a school? Is it important? You know, um, you, you really have to say this. Where do I want to see my church in 25 years? Yeah. Okay. 25 years. I say 25 years. That's a generation. So what, what you see and what you want is not possible without the edu- Christian education. It's just, yeah. there's no, we have a few short services per week, mm-hmm. and that is competing with a world that never sleeps. It's 24-7 open, and it is, that entire time is, has constant messaging that is, you know, undermining scripture constantly. Yeah. And so we're competing with that with uh, <coughs> just a few short services that everybody needs to be out by, you know, 8.30. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not being able to compete with that. In 25 years, there is no way in the world we're going to be able to get there. Right now, our churches have millennials on the platform or being used that are soft towards same-sex marriage and abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we'd be shocked to see that they are not firm against that. Right. And that is terrifying. That's mm-hmm. absolutely terrifying. So where are we going to be in 25 years? So... Think about how radically changed the church has been in the last 25 years. Yeah. Right. Go back, right? Well, what about 25 more? I mean, we can't hardly even fathom where we're mm-hmm. going to be. So in the scripture, there are two authorized places for education. And that's the church and the home, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's what scripture gives. And so we say with the home, you know, that's, that's where the school is going to come in to play. And if a Christian school can work in harmony with the churches, then that's where the education is going to be, yeah. right? And to get a revival church in 25 years, we're going to need a foundation for leadership families that can be shining light in this very dark world. But uh, we want them to be rooted and grounded in doctrine and biblical truths, unshaken and sure in scripture that has a value system that resists the modernized and woke philosophy. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be possible with a few services a week that are short yeah we're going to have to have more than that and so that's where the school is going to come in and they're going to hear a unified message between home school and church and there's your revival i really like that that statement for sure because i know grace and i have talked a lot being as youth pastors sometimes we get parents that saying well so and so and such and such is wrong with my kid but then grace and i look at each other say we get them maybe three hours out of the week. Right. Yeah. So right. how can we be as impactful as people in places that are getting a third of their day, right. you know, or even, you know, more than that. And so what you're saying there exactly is true because, you know, with a school that has the truth can be so much more impactful than them going to the right. world. Exactly. Right. And with being in that woke society of what we, what has now become that with abortion and, um, homosexuality mm-hmm. and transgenderness whenever it's around you constantly mm-hmm. 
no matter what it is, you almost get soft to it. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's like You're whenever uh, yeah, sure. exactly. it's, it's like David, he works in a place that people are cussing all the oh, yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And so now whenever he hears it, he really he's had to cancel it out. So oh, much. Yeah. he doesn't really even notice it very much anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're in that. Um, place where you're thinking oh this is okay this is okay right you may not believe it's okay and there's gonna be people that you love that you work with that yeah. it's like well they're not that bad right mm-hmm. yeah and so with that in mind how do you as the principal create that atmosphere because you have to be conscientious you were mm-hmm. saying tie it into the church tie it right. into what's being taught in the church how do you be conscientious of that mm-hmm. well we we are talking about things a lot at the school constantly Mm-hmm. We are teaching, um, you know, the foundations and the biblical truths mm-hmm. every day, all day, every class. We have the biblical integration in every single thing we teach. Yeah. As a matter of fact, part of our accreditation and part of our, um, when I'm, um, you know, watching and, and seeing how the, evaluating the teachers and stuff, that biblical integration has to be everything out of our mouth everything's about scripture. Everything mm-hmm. is about God. As a matter of fact, we had this one little boy, the the best story ever. And he was from a home that we have an evangelistic school. So we, we allow anyone to come in mm-hmm. and, and um, we have a few stipulations, but um, so they don't have to be saved. And so their parents don't have to be saved. Um, and so this boy came in and they definitely were not. And um, he came in, and he apparently had never even been to a Sunday school class. There's yeah. no way. He didn't know. I, I think he'd heard about God before, mm-hmm. but that's about that's about it. And to me, that's just so hard to imagine with my background. But Right. Um, and so he comes in, and he goes through the whole day, and, and he's kind of going along with this, you know, and he, he gets the worksheets and the textbooks, and he hears the, the teacher talking, and he sees the bulletin boards and the pic. He sees all this, and then there's just God throughout everything. And then at the end of the day, they were watch. They had some time during dismissal, and they try to like play a, a video or something while they're getting everybody lined up. And so she put on um, Bible Man, right? And he's like, "Dear God, even your cartoons are with God. <laughs> what is the deal? Like, what is this theme? Right? Like, you know, is next month like Star Wars or like, like right. what are we going to?" He was like quite impressed. So we just surround them with that. That's yeah. awesome. Everything they do, mm-hmm. which I think is great. I mean, right. well, it's biblical. Absolutely, that's, that's the purpose what, yeah. of it. That yep. should be. That's what absolutely your children mm-hmm. should be surrounded in. Right. Absolutely, I agree. So with that. Obviously, you have a very strong opinion on oh, yes. Christian school, and so we're going we're gonna to tap into that. So should a Christian parent send their kids to a Christian school? Because I know there's kind of like a stipulation where they think, oh, I want to send my child to a secular school because we're called to be a light and darkness. Mm-hmm. We're called to be the salt of the earth and to win souls. So what's your opinion on that? Oh, this is my favorite, and I'm so glad you guys wrote this down. There are two lies that the devil says. One, your kid is going to be socially awkward. Oh, really? Mm. Seriously? Like, <laughs> I don't mm. know. I feel like I'm actually a pretty good... That's going to happen. <laughs> That's going to be your own fault, parents. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> two, yeah, this is just our personality, <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> and then two, we're going to go save the world. Um, so far, I have never seen any of the parents actually use that statement, their children evangelizing their schools. Mm. Okay, so just let's put that out there. Right. But again, it goes back to 
okay, that would work. Because some people, they don't have this option. Mm -hmm. They might not have the homeschool. They have a single parent or it's just not a possibility, which homeschool is your other option for sure. Mm -hmm. One of the two is definitely a need in today's world. And then the Christian education, there might not be a good apostolic school close Mm -hmm. by or even a Christian school close by. And so they might not be able to. In that case, like I actually did not go to a Christian school. I went to a public school. It was a very small public school a very long time ago. But um, so it helped a lot. But what we had to do is I was from a pastor's home. So we were everything church, everything church. And so I didn't get to go to, to any activities or have any friends outside of school time. And I know that sounds terrible, Mm -hmm. but my entire life was wrapped up with church. That's where my best friends were. That's whatever. I didn't even think about it. I know it sounds terrible, but I didn't even think about the fact that I had my school friends during this time. Mm -hmm. And then I went and had my real life. It's like I had to do this and get this done. And I loved it. I had Mm -hmm. a great time in school. I mean, I, I, I lived it, loved it and had a great time, but, um, but I, I was completely, we had prayer, we had Bible reading, you know, we went to every camp and everything. And so if that is something you have to do, you do have to think about it that way. But here's the thing with at CCS, we don't, we don't really say, let's take your kid and hide him in a broom closet right. and fight the devil off with a broomstick. That is not the purpose mm-hmm. of the school. First of all, there's kids in there. So it's not perfect. Right. Yeah, right. Because oh, there's yeah, teenagers, absolutely. there's kids in there there's a lot and of they're just, fun. there's a, a lot of hurt, a lot of things going on. And so you're, you're dealing with stuff all the time. It's not this, it's not just like, you know, perfect kids. And yeah. I think that's so funny when sometimes that happens. They're like, oh, I can't believe my kid got in trouble or something else. Or someone <laughs> talked about it. And I'm like, well, we do have your kid there, which means <laughs> yeah. there's all kinds of kids there. Right? right. And so there's wonderful kids there, but they're, they're still kids. They're still human. And, um, so, you know, you have to say, I'm, I'm going to train my child. So when they do come up against these things, they're going to be strong on this foundation. Mm-hmm. And, um, in the last like five years, we've had over 34 get the Holy ghost. That's awesome. See, that's um, and incredible. so we are a mission filled mm-hmm. and we yeah. are evangelizing and we are being a light and right. we are shining. But pretty much if you come to our school and you're not saved, um, I hate to, to say it, you're going to be very soon. Yeah. It's yeah. just a matter of time, and we've yeah, baptized awesome. them. Mm-hmm. We've seen parents then get saved. We hook them up with one of the churches. We just see who they're closest to, mm-hmm. and and we go. We I just saw a YouTube video, and it was a um, it was a conversation between two different Bible scholars, and they were talking about public school and if that is a good thing. And when they said something, and it really was like crazy to me. They said, to the people that they say that their children need to be a light, God never said for your children to go out. God actually said, bring your children to me. Yes. The disciples went out. Mm -hmm. The parents went out. They did all this stuff. But they, Jesus literally put the children Mm -hmm. near him. Right. And you're teaching them. You're guiding them. They can be a light within that guidance, but you as a parent do not physically push your kids mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. for the world to influence them. Right. Yeah. Well, and I want to speak to something that you were kind of hitting like on. Like flirt and convert. You don't do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it never Got works. It. Never. But I'm, I apologize because this is in the notes, but I do know that there's a lot of Christian schools within the assemblies. I can see where there'd be some hindrance to push the gospel in that sense, that idea of, because you were saying so many got the Holy Ghost. I could see where they were like, well, we want 
students, we don't want to scare anybody off. Mm -hmm. So what's your feelings and your idea to pushing that? Because I know you guys have chapel, uh, was mm -hmm. it every Friday? Mm -hmm. Every Friday. And so there's a big, heavy push, and you've seen great success out of that. Um, do you get any kind of pushback from that? Oh, no. If you're worried about pushing the gospel, don't start a Christian school. <laughs> That's it. I mean, it's the thing is, is when they come into our school, there is no surprises. We don't try to sell yeah. our school to them. We tell them, especially That's if they're awesome. not apostolic, mm -hmm. we tell them about the other schools that are close by that are way nicer than ours. Mm -hmm. They have way more resources. Their buildings are better. And we say, have you checked out, you know, these other schools that are close by? We are not trying to sell you on this. We're not mm -hmm. begging you to come to our school. We want you to. We right. think it'd be great. But these are the things that you can wear. These are the things you cannot wear. This is the behavior we want, and this is what we will preach to your child every single day. That's awesome. So if that's not okay, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's what we're going to do here, and we have not ever one time. Um, teachers and stuff, you, of course, guide them in anything that might be offensive to a past apostolic pastor. For instance, um, a real e easy one to say is like the rapture and tribulation Stay away from those. Pro the, right. Every pastor has yes, and it doesn't matter. It's not doctrinal. Don't go there. Right. Um, holiness. We we have our holiness, but then we don't have certain things. Like for instance, if a child comes in with cut hair, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, if they're not in church, you know, I can't say you can't come to this school. Right. Yeah. Right. We're not going to teach that that's okay. Mm -hmm. But so you have these different um, things. It's different than at the church, but at the same time, we're teaching. Right. And there's one message, right. and it's the apostolic message, and that's just how how it how it is. I, I we've never ever even dealt with that ever. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, um, as a principal, what are like your main five goals that you're trying to reach every single day? Like, what are what are your things that you want this child to receive every single day? I would say it can. This is where I probably get the most overwhelmed. Um, Everything is can can get very overwhelming very easily every single day because mm -hmm. there is so many needs and so many things to yeah. do. And there's not ever enough resources, ever enough people, and there's always plenty of kids, it seems like. So, like, it's never going to be a good ratio. So something that you have to do that cannot be skipped ever is prayer. Like, yeah. you, you just – you have to. You have to be ready to discern these kids – and do I be hard? Can I be hard on them today? Can I not? Um, you you have to be up on your prayer. That's just you. You just can't skip that. The second thing is, I try extremely hard to make contact with every single one of the kids. Um, it's something extreme. The relationship building is everything, and so I try to keep um, a file on each kid and say, okay, you know, this year they lost their grandma or. Um, they are going through, uh, we have a lot of foster kids. And so, you know, what are their needs? What, am, really I, what am I idea. seeing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I saw a kid that was um, sneaking food because he had not been fed, right? Mm -hmm. He was a foster child and it was um, something that he had dealt with. And so, you know, you have to do a lot of research in that. What do I do with a child like this? You know, and um, we have wonderful apostolic families that are taking care of these kids. And so that's something I have to also be an encourager to my encouragers, which is my teachers. And so they're going to be there every day and I got to pay attention to them, make sure they have the curriculum that they need, make sure they have the resources they need. Is it the correct um, resources? Um, and then I have to communicate with, you know, 
our shareholders and our and our parents and all of that. So those are the main things that you're going to do throughout the day. But it is super important to have a safe and loving atmosphere. If a child right. is not safe, mm-hmm. they can't learn. Right. So if they're not safe, if they're not, if they're hungry, even they yeah. can't learn. You know, you have to make sure their physical basic needs are met, so then they can learn. And um, we have several instances where we have a we have one student that came to us and his. His family and him were not apostolic, and he was in a school um, that we have in our area that is just for, like, ADHD, autism, like, extreme cases. And he was there, and that's what they specialize in, and he was kicked out. Um, He damaged uh, furniture. He um, put holes in walls. It was a very bad situation. And I'm not exactly – we had to have been prayed up because when he came in (laughs) and interviewed, we fell in love with him. Kid. He's, he's this is a huge kid, right? And we're just like, we absolutely fell in love with this family and fell in love with this kid. And they're like, we are desperate. We need help. This is, I promise you, this kid has some hope. And so he had not gotten any grades. He had not been able to do anything. Um, they couldn't get him to hardly even talk to him. Um, he would have horrible um, tantrums and um, it was just terrible. And so they said, is there any way you give it a shot? And we're like, sure, we'll try it. And so we brought him on, and we had a few instances where um, he had to see if he could trust us, and it was interesting. Um, But after he knew he was safe and that we loved him, it was amazing. I remember the first chapel, he said, I want everyone to know I'm an atheist. Don't touch me. Right? I'm like, okay. By the time he graduated... He was winning debates online um, from international debates on if there was a God or not. Extremely intelligent. And so he completely turned it around, graduated with a diploma, and did amazing. And people would come in to check in on him from the public schools, and they would just be completely shocked. Because if you have a safe, loving atmosphere, the behavior usually goes away. Mm -hmm. Wow. Which I, and I feel like Christian schools sometimes are people's scapegoat mm-hmm. whenever yes. they are having a hard time at school and having a hard time, um, they're kicked out of everywhere. They oh, yeah. go to a, a Christian right. school, which I know sometimes it can be hard for the atmosphere of the school oh, yeah. of bringing that in. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, you have to help people. Oh, yeah. That's our main goal. Oh, yeah. We'll have, we'll have parents that will complain because they, they know that we've, um, said that a student could come in and they think they know all about the student and stuff. And of course we just kind of chuckle, but I always want to say, I don't actually say this to them, but in <laughs> my mind, I'm thinking if Jesus had a school, would he have a school with all pastor's kids or we have a school with all the heathens? He would have the heathens and that's why we have your child and we have their child. And I'm just like, we're training you to be in the world as well. Okay. You gotta, you gotta reach lost souls. We'll right. keep an eye on things. Yeah. It's going to be fine. But right. yeah, we had one student come in his, sophomore year um and he was a popular kid that had gotten in trouble and his dad was out of church his mom was in church and his dad kind of um wasn't an apostolic fan whatsoever and so he punished his son by taking him to our school and dropping him off and said good luck so he had a horrible attitude he went from the public school that had like you know south has what over a thousand students maybe two thousand and um and he came to ours where you know at the time was like 60 to 90 kids. <laughs> and he sat there just as aggravated as could be. And within the first semester was 
the biggest duck in the puddle, getting up at 5 a.m. with his mom for devotions, graduated, married an apostolic girl, still living for God, is literally still to this day one of my favorite kids to be around. <laughs> I absolutely love that guy. And so, you know, people think that that's what's going to happen, and all of a sudden you realize, hey, we're getting an education, and this is, this is kind of awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. So I know, you know, fads come and go, but I th- really see a surgence of tri- Christian schools being brought up. And I don't really think it's a fad at this point. I think it's a lot of parents getting fed up of what secular schools are teaching right. and what they're bringing in. Right. So for someone who wants to start a school, right. say a church is wanting to start their own Christian school within their place, what are some resources that really help you guys grow? Um, our greatest resource is our head of school. So he is on several boards of the um, accreditation um, processes and it, it's crazy. So he is a wealth of information. He's um, somehow, he's only a couple years older than me, yet it seems like he has lived way more life than I have. <laughs> and it's like, you'll you'll say something and he'll be like, oh yeah, I was a part of that when da da da. And you're just like, well, oh, I didn't even know it existed until yesterday, right? <laughs> like, and you wrote it or whatever. Um, so he, he has been where we saved mountains of time on research, mm. mountains of time. So CCS is um, desire is to help other people start a school and get accredited. Like that's our desire is please do not feel lost. Just mm-hmm. call us. Just email us. We'll help you get started. Um, in the comments, they're going to try to you guys are going to try to link the ACSI and ICAA. Those are accreditation um, companies. But we so ACSI is um, accreditation agency that's Christian, but we use that for our teacher licensing and all that, but we use it mostly for resources. It is resource resource rich. So you're going to want that for everything you can imagine. It's going to put you through uh, any questions you can think of. Why should you homeschool or why should you have a Christian school? One of the two. Why would you become accredited and how do you do that? Um, you can also look at ICAA, who is very... Um, they're very, their culture is kind of warm and friendly, and um, it feels kind of smaller compared to ACSI, so they'll kind of walk you through it, too. So that's something that you could hook up with them. But um, you kind of have a few options if you're going to start out a school. So you could start out, a lot of people say, can I just do like a co-op? What's that mean? What's a co-op? You know, can we do that? And is how legally do you start a school? If your church or a church is going to sponsor a school and do a co-op, you can use the church like as your umbrella and it's just like an extended ministry. If that is the way that you go, like you might want to do that. Maybe if you just have a few students, you're just not sure. What if it doesn't last? What if this person um, can't continue running the school? Um, Let's try this out. Or there's a need right now. We don't have time to do anything else. You can start there and your church um, ministries will cover that. And you can, you can do it that way. Um, but when you do that, even at the very, very beginning, you need to have the end in mind. You need to know this has to be long-term an accredited school. Mm-hmm. You do not want, like, a, a church board overseeing the school. Um, you're going to have a lot of teachers adrift. They're, they're not going to have the attention that they need. The um, church boards maybe doesn't have kids that go to school, so their interest isn't going to be there. Um, they're overworked, you know. They don't really see the need as much. It's just never a good idea. It might be temporary. Um, 
And so you have to think long-term immediately, what you want immediately, and start thinking about that and start working towards that. Um, you're going to want to think about whoever starts it, even if it's just the very first person that's just going to do a co-op or do kindergarten. Um, that person has to have a heart for Christian education. Mm -hmm. They have to live and breathe it. They have to be, um, it has to be their calling. And that, your faculty is your foundation. That's your framework. And your school can only be as good as what your faculty is. It's going to take you about 25 years to really build that school that you want, no matter who you are, which is another generation again. Um, And that's where you can kind of finally get these, um, teachers and faculty and everybody that is solid that you're going to start really growing and seeing the effects. But you're going to want to get people that are willing to grow. They might not have their degree yet. They might not have the degree finished. Um, they might not have a degree in the field that they're working. If they're willing to grow, you can fix that part. Yeah. If they don't see the calling, you can't fix it, and it will be a nightmare. So you really want to have that person that and it takes a special person to do that. If you have that, you can start off, and then you can do the accreditation as you go um, with the end in sight for sure. But you're wanting something that's going to be preparing for college mm-hmm. without right. losing the apostolic values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you want to prepare them to work in their churches and work in their communities. So the quality of education needs to be pretty high too. Right. So you got to kind of think of both things and what you're capable of doing. Um, those are awesome. I mean, I haven't started a Christian school, but I might now. <laughs> it, right. You can do it. Right. I don't think I can. Yeah. No, I'll come and help you. We'll help you. I don't think she can either. No. <laughs> <laughs> the girls will help you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have become like a front runner for the Christian school accreditation, or at least in India, and I know for a fact. And I know right. you've gone to Florida and you've... Texas. Um, Texas. Yeah. Other direction. Yeah, other yeah, direction. That's okay. Um, and helped people. So tell us how you became a part of that. Well, so with the accreditation process, um, it is somewhat of a nightmare. It's very overwhelming when you first do it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my head of school, he, Robert Akers, who's UPCI, if anybody's wondering who that is. Yeah. This is an ALJC podcast, oh, Julie. I know, I know, <laughs> which I have something to say about that in just a minute. So um, anyway... <laughs> So he, he, in case anybody's like, who's this head of school? Um, anyway, he actually did accreditation several, he for years before he even came on to our school. And so he had a lot of knowledge in that area. And so we had a huge resource there. So since then, he has really tried to instill that into, um, I am principal of middle and high school, and we also have an elementary principal. And in the two of us, he's tried to really give that knowledge to us as much as possible. So we've been on accreditation trips for other schools, and you basically are are gathering up information. You're putting it all together, getting everything in order, and then there's a team that will look over that, and then there's the agencies that will look over that. And so um, we kind of just started. He he just asked, you know, um, would you be interested in doing this? And being on the team and going places, and I said yes. And they, they're just in a. There's a need for that for the right person. Um, it's it's huge job. Your your expenses, of course, have paid for flights and things, but you, it's not like you're paid to do this, right? So yeah. my school pays me because I'm still, you know, on the salary, of course. But it's not like you get this huge check and you're like, oh, that was 
so worth it. It's mm-hmm. like um, you're going to go for three days and not hardly sleep, work the entire time, and have to comb through to make sure that the school's not going to mess up a bunch of kids. So, <laughs> and we, and of course, sounds like a joy. <laughs> yeah, and the accreditation team um, agency that we go through, they're not apostolic, which is interesting because when we first decided to become accredited at CCS, we were just going to do secular. Mm-hmm. Because um, we would love to have went with ICAA at the time, but their statement of faith we could not sign. Yeah, um, it's very broad, very generic, but it was enough where we couldn't sign it. It wasn't oneness and um, wonderful people. We love them, but we couldn't we couldn't sign it. Mm-hmm. Well, it became obvious to them that they had no oneness schools, so they called and they were like, "Why don't I have oneness schools? Right? Like, what's going on?" And um, Brother Aker said, we, well, we can't sign your statement of faith, so we're going with a secular education, which was advanced ed at the time is what we were going to pick. And so he said, well, why don't you write a statement of faith? And let me look at it. And Brother Aker was like, all right. <laughs> so he That's wrote awesome. it. Um, as, and so we were able to become um, accredited through ICAA. And now ICAA, it, we're, we're duly accredited, so we w- went ahead with our secular mm-hmm. accreditation, which comes along with ICAA, with Cognia, which is, uh, so we have our Christian education accreditation, and then we have secular, and Cognia, the secular, is who has parts of IU accredited, mm-hmm. and several of our public schools around our area is their accreditor, too. So we have a lot of um, credentials to the people out there that, have a bad taste for Christian education. But, um, so we went with them when we, when the team came to our school the first time, because you get reaccredited every five years. So the fun does not stop when you Mm. do it. They come back and redo the whole process again. So that's fun stuff. We actually just did ours in March for five years. So we've been accredited for five years, but, um, they came in the first time and they had everything done. And, and, you know, we finally had, had just about passed and they're going through the last paperwork and they're like, okay, um, we don't have the statement of faith. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, no. And they said, we've never printed the new statement of faith yet. So we go to our own computers where we wrote our own statement of faith for this ICAA, print it off our computers, and all of us sign it right then. <laughs> yeah, and awesome. it was amazing. So since then, we've helped. There are three ICA um, schools now, and we've helped all three. One of them being Calvary Tabernacle has their school in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. One of them, that's one of theirs that we have helped become part of the ICA. And so now it has opened this window for all of the apostolic schools awesome. to be able to become ICAA. Mm-hmm. And that is the agency that we would suggest going through for sure. That's it's incredible. one of the top one of the top accreditation agencies. Right. Plus you get that dual accreditation yeah. with Cognia. Right. And what what are some of the benefits of being accredited oh my. in a school? It depends. Okay, so your state, before you go with an accreditation agency, you have to realize it, it just can't just be any you need to first call Department of Education in your state. Find out who they recognize because they're not all valid. Yeah. Um, and so you want to go with somebody that, if you're going to go through that process, go through somebody that your Department of Education is going to to recognize. And Indiana has a very short list that they recognize. <laughs> Obviously, ours was on there, and so we were fine. Indiana especially is very good for private schools. We have all kinds of benefits in Indiana. We are very blessed. Not all states are as lenient or as um, as good to their private schools as Indiana is. And so you need to find out 
accreditation is going to give you benefits regardless. But one of the main things that we have now is voucher system. So we have this the, that you can decide to send your kid mm-hmm. to a private mm-hmm. school and the government pays for it. Yeah. Why not, right? Yeah, exactly. And don't be afraid to get involved in the government programs, okay? So we take vouchers, and we um, also are the only private school in Indiana that does the government school um, lunch program. We're the only ones approved to do it. So just like how your, gets, your kid gets um, reduced lunch at school, and right. the, the government pays for all of it for us. All of it. That's all awesome. the money. As a matter of fact, we're so good at it that even our cook is paid out of that fund. Oh, wow. wow. And part of our other utility bills. But, you know, hey. And so it works. we're when, able to wrap it all up. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. not? And so Favorite we also gun. have four full-time specialists mm-hmm. that are paid for by our public school, mm-hmm. MCCSC, which is a huge org- uh, corporation. And they have them full-time on our campus um, now the speech is not there every single day and the other, there's another, um, special education that's there on Fridays right now, but she's set up for full time next year, but two of them there with an office all day long and they work with our special needs. So any kind of IEP, which is ISP or private school, any kind of learning disability at all, ADHD, anything that they might have, we will recognize at our school, it transfers over um, and so we have all wow. of those resources mm-hmm. of these um, licensed people from in the public school pays. Yeah, that's crazy. Like literally yeah. pays for our employees. Wow. And we have such favor with the school corporation that we get to pick usually who we send. And so then they're like, we just got to put it um, publicly and then we'll, we'll interview your person and hire them. And so we just put in apps like people. That's now, right. yeah. mm-hmm. So then the other people just make sure – um, we don't get to pick them. So what we do is we just make sure what is their thought about yeah. God. And mm-hmm. and since we do have favor, we can say, okay, you know, we want to make sure this person believes in God yeah. and right. they're going to be by with these kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we have always have all of our staff um, in a public area anyway, but that's, that's what's awesome. And they usually will end up, um, everybody wants to come to our school instead. They're like, we just want to go there. And they're like, everybody wants to just go to CCS. You know, there's other <laughs> private schools. So mm-hmm. it's, it becomes a huge blessing. That wow. is awesome. So don't be afraid to get involved in those things. Oh, the, the problem, the reason why people usually don't want to is because they're afraid that you ha- they'll tell you who can come to your school and what mm-hmm. you can teach. Right. Okay, that is not, that's not how it goes. Yeah. Um, we are protected um, under um, our own... Um, guidelines and our own handbook and our, everything is completely we are only the only thing we have to do that the government wants us to do is the i learn we're like okay fine we'll do it it's great for us it's a great resource right. we can see where the kids are at we our funding has nothing to do with those scores so we're not pushed to teach to a test yeah we are teaching the kids um everything that's on that we have our math is actually aligned directly with it to make sure that they're um getting the same um, as everybody else in Indiana for that. Um, and so they have that experience, but that's the only thing that in attendance, they take our attendance, mm-hmm. um, which is fine with us, you know, mm-hmm. like go visit the kids. I want to come to school. Yeah. That'd be a great idea. <laughs> Scare them. So those are the only things really that affect us with the government, but they can't get into what we teach, who we have. That's such a yeah, blessing. They can't do that. No, we're protected by our licensing and our accreditation. So that's awesome. That's 
That's incredible. It and is. Yeah, it's That's great. the hand of God. It is. Mm-hmm. The school has des- mm-hmm. definitely been blessed. Today. Yes. Mm-hmm. And most schools are set up that way. If you take a government right. um, vouchers or any kind of benefits, they can't come in and say that that's that's old school. Yeah. Well, it can be daunting for mm-hmm. someone stepping into that to see. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of work that you oh, guys it is. did. Yeah. It's yeah. a ridiculous yeah. amount of yeah. work to yeah. see all those grants that you're acceptable for to mm-hmm. work into oh, accreditation. Well, and just tons that can be scary, but there could be so much favor in oh, that. Yes. And so for someone willing to do the work, it just makes total sense. Oh yeah. The grants alone are worth the government. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like you want to spend money? I will take your money. <laughs> Absolutely, like, that's no problem. Yeah. We COVID alone, um, we we just came really out on top of that. Um, that works. We 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 have we used everything we possibly could mm-hmm. to get um, grants, and we signed up for all of them. Yeah, I worked in a school. Um, it was a public school in Medora. I worked in the what is it? The treasury office. The treasury office, <laughs> and. It was like during, it was just after COVID where everybody was still wearing masks and everything in the school. And there was some grants where we honestly couldn't spend all the money right. for it. And we haven't those, got there yet. but Yeah, which those are like, you have to spend it on certain right. things. Almost everything is yeah. that. Yeah, everything is. And yeah. there is just some things that you're just like, we already have everything that we need. Right. So being able to have access to that and be able oh, to yes. share the gospel with it. Because too. one thing you right. will never have enough of is resources. And I'm sorry, I was going this morning. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there will never be enough money, never enough people. Right. And it's just, it's just tough. Yeah. It's always going to be a hard yeah. thing. You always have to push. I mean, like you were saying from the very get, it has to be dedicated, passionate yeah. people that have a burden for if it. If you're trying to make money, start a daycare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're trying to um, change the world, start a Christian school. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you, do you see um, from your guys' daycare, do you see a lot it's of... It's early learning center. We're not allowed to say daycare. Oh, early learning center. I say daycare all the time. Oh. But, but do you see like a lot of those kids coming to your school? Okay, so like, are they? Dr- that's interesting that you said. Um, so we, um, we are out of space, mm-hmm. 100%. And our two campuses are not connected. And that is a huge no-no. You want to start your school from... K4 or the smallest mm-hmm. and build it up. Yeah. You do not want to be top heavy. You do not want to have all 12th graders and no kindergartners. Mm-hmm. That doesn't system. Yeah, that makes so sense. So you're going to pour all your money into your kindergarten and you're going to advertise the kindergarten if you advertise anything. We have actually not done any marketing or spent one single dollar on marketing ever. And we have grown um, from 13 to 140 ish wow um and so we want to grow as fast as we can take it because we yeah. are about excellence you could, be, you could be bigger if you we wanted could, to but, but we have, have never yeah, that's with we've zero never marketing. done marketing uh, we oh, cannot yeah. do marketing right now because we want god to send them as we can take them yeah. now so we needed a new school started a capital campaign um we were looking at raising about 7.5 million dollars for what we needed um it would host about 250 students and shiloh temple my home church said hey, we want you to build it on our land. So we were ecstatic. It's right there on the Highway 37. Mm-hmm. Perfect and, spot. Oh, my word. We have students that come, you know, 50 miles to school, mm-hmm. and so or more even. And so the highway was just amazing for everyone. That's marketing right there. Mm-hmm. And so we were just so excited. In the meantime, we've set up this, started our fundraising. You have to establish, I mean, there's a huge, if anybody's done a huge capital campaign, it's just, there's a lot that goes into it. 
got the committee set up, did all that, um, started the plan, started everything that we needed. And in the meantime, kind of out of left field, um, there is a church building that is just across the street from Shiloh, down the road, just a little closer to Bloomington. Um, but like, I, I, I mean, it's not even a mile away, mm-hmm. maybe a mile away, probably not. Um, and it's right off the highway as well. And it is um, about a $4 million property. So it is amazing. It is three stories. Um, I don't even know how many square feet. It's huge, absolutely huge. And um, um, they have decided that they want us to have that. That's awesome. We are working out a deal right now with them. um, And I feel like God was just With all the old people that's from that church. (laughs) They're wonderful people. They really are. And they they said that they just didn't want to see it become like a warehouse someday. And so they um, fell in love with our school. And um, we are moving there. Um, We really wanted to be in it in August. But it looks like we're going to take, we're going to have to put some money into it to make it exactly what we want. So it looks like we'll wait for about another school year and be mm. in it. And so that's that's, that's where we're amazing. heading. We're yeah. pretty pumped about it. So how many students do you think you'll be able to fit? It's actually gonna be bigger than the school we were gonna build. Mm-hmm. Um and so we feel like in our area, honestly, two hundred and fifty students is about the max. Right. I mean of course, there's miracles, and God's gives us yeah. from mm-hmm. all four corners of the world. And all. Yeah, we know that. Okay, but like realistically, survey wise, yeah, there's and, a lot of schools. Yeah. There's a lot of private there is, schools, and there's... so really, we would probably sustain like 250, yeah. and so we would have plenty of room. But the reason why I brought that up is because you asked about the K four and the babies coming over. Mm-hmm. So we have about, like I said, in that early learning center, we have like 80 ish at times. It kind of goes up and down. We want them on the same property. Mm-hmm. We want them yeah. right beside us. Right. And then we're all together. And that will be one of the first buildings that goes up. So as awesome. soon as we start that school, the the gym and the early learning center will be moved there immediately. Mm-hmm. So that will be the first thing that we do is get everybody on that same property because it is extremely important to get yeah. that flow to go from one to the other. So right. if you already have a daycare they, you need to think in that way long-term as well. Mm, that's yeah. smart. Because you're going to want to bring them over. Like I said, a lot of our early learning is not saved, mm-hmm. so it's a mission field. Mm-hmm. Let's get those people straight in. Plus, you know, your vouchers work if you've been there from K3, K4, then it just goes straight way into. Right. And, and for parents, Indiana it's going to be more convenient for them. They're already and used to taking the like, child yep. there. Right. So yeah. as well. And that it's just not their thought process if they're not already – apostolic yeah mm-hmm. not they just then it's time just to go to public school yeah. right. so we got to keep that together that's awesome well we've taken up so much of your time <laughs> but thank you for being here you've Absolutely. been such a great resource uh not just for us but for you know those out there watching we are going to put links below yes. to send uh to help people out but for you personally where can we find you where can people that want to contact you find you what's the best way to get a hold of you is there anything else you want to say um I, you can get a hold of me at jmay at ccsbloomington.org. Um, I live at the school and at, <laughs> and at Shiloh and sometimes at my house. Um, where my kids are is where you will find me. So right. we take all our kids and all our babies. I even hired my husband this year as a high school teacher. He shut down his business 
and we're um, nice. living, living the life, <laughs> living the dream. So that's been an adjustment, but it's been a blast. So we're all together all day, and that's where I'll be. So find my kids, then you'll find me. Email me. Um, if you know me well enough to have my phone number, text me. Um, don't call me because I, I hate phone calls. <laughs> I just do. I'll do it if I, if I need to, but I just don't have enough time to talk on the phone. But I can text. I like to text. Right. So I can and do our, that. For um, people who are wanting to start with Christian schools and stuff, are you willing to talk to them? Oh, we are stuff? more than willing. Mm-hmm. CCS is a resource. If you're worried about it, if you're scared, if you're like, people don't trust me, I've heard all these things, um, just call us and we'll start you off way faster. I mean, we're, yeah. we're going to be your resource. Give I mean, us a shoot, call. You Let got us, help. us ready to start a Christian school at this point. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it tomorrow. Yes. No, you can do it. Oh, we'll come down you. and get you all, all, fixed, all fixed up. Yes. Yo, seriously, use our school. We want to do that. We're actually wanting to be a hub. We're actually working on some stuff. So yeah. awesome. someday we'll launch that and let you guys know about it. But um, we have a lot of really cool things um, planned. Um, we have sister schools in Nigeria right now. We oh, have wow. oh goodness oh oh there's just so much oh my goodness yes there's well, we'll so much I could go into back so you can tell yeah. us all about oh, it. Oh no that's okay. <laughs> I'm sure they're already tuned out at this point. No, I'm kidding. Well, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you guys for coming yeah. down to Mandora and talking Absolutely. about Absolutely. Oh, I loved it. Thanks for having me. Awesome. CCS is so happy to be able to represent and yeah. get the information out there and get more Christian schools started. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more content and info, please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also, make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and give us a great review. And don't forget to get your quarterly subscription to The Apostolic Witness. Alrighty, that's a wrap. Okay, bye.